the Justice for Gamers podcast. Episode 20, Scarpering Monthly. That's right, Ash has a subscription to Scarpering Monthly. And this week, he has gone scarpering. Standing in with gusto and aplomb, we have Vita enthusiast, philanthropist, and all-round ladyface, Ellen. So, sit back, relax, and if not, I'm not talking to you. Hello and welcome to the Justice for Gamers podcast. This is episode 20. My name is Alex and I'm joined by Ellen, who is not Ash. Hello, Ellen. Hello. How is it not being Ash? Standard fare. You're kind of used to it, I suppose. Uh, For me, this is uh, absolutely ludicrous and um, (laughs) I don't even know what to do. But uh, is it an abomination? It's a disgrace, but we'll have to make do with you this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, cheers. Uh, Ash is busy and hit away, and so I decided we would put something out regardless of that, uh, which means uh, listeners' favourite. This uh, it means that the podcast will be edited by me, um, and people love that. Sounds dangerous. They love it so much. They just love it because. They can't get enough of audio being edited on a very old computer with really shit equipment. But you get there, though. I get there. I get there. Uh, so how are you? And what have you been up to? Um, I have been good. I have been living at your house for the last week. Yeah, that's been all right, hasn't it? So you kind of know how I am. Well, you're really kind of spoiling the... <laughs> Illusion here. Um, yes. I, I'm not. Asked, I I know that I know how you are and what you've been up to. I have been um, vaguely frustrated because I've been on a gaming hiatus to read, go set a watchman, and have tried to do so at several occasions. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that none of our listeners know what that is. It's a book. By Harper Lee. Oh, that'll do us. Um, so. <laughs> I can't really handle gaming and reading as pastimes at the same time in my life. I'm like that with the guitar and piano. I feel like you're trying to play both at once and it's not working. No, not as in literally both <laughs> at once. I mean, I can only be proficient. Like, like a one man band. I can only do one or the other in terms of regular play or practice. Um, and I go off the other one when I pick up the... Yeah. Is that kind of the thing? Phasical is what I'm going Phasical. <laughs> Definitely a word. Um, so you've been reading your book, so you haven't done much gaming. That's fair enough. Not of games that were released within the last month and a half. Well, that's fair enough. Although I've dabbled. You've dabbled. That's cool. Toe has been dipped. Excellent news. How about you? How are you? Yeah, I'm uh, working part-time in the lead-up to the holiday we're going on. Hollybub. Hollybub uh, in Budapest. 
Beach in three weeks' time. Uh, you can find us there. Come to Siget Festival. Uh, we'll you'll spot us immediately. Because you're the tallest man um, ever. There's hundreds of thousands of people going to that. So yeah, I'm working part time at the moment, and um, that has curtailed my F1 play to a degree. But I've still played plenty of F1. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it in there. Oh yeah. So I suppose we should probably get on to what we've been playing. Little old lady passing by, catching everyone's eye. You have such a. Do you want to kick us off with that? How's F1? You want me to kick off? Okay, I can I do that. I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you think it was some sort of loaded question where I was going to be yeah. like, uh, ask me how I am? Well, to be fair, you've put your name first. I put my name first in the pod notes, but I was going alphabetical. Yeah, but... Yeah, I've been playing <laughs> F1. So, um, yeah, I haven't got anything new to talk about this week in terms of new games that I've played um, although I'm aware that we are closing in on <laughs> PS Plus Town which is good but uh, F1, been playing lots of F1 um, broken uh, mode lacking nonsense game F1 um, where the mechanics are fantastic and everything else is bullshit um, I'm still really enjoying it I'm just playing quick races I think I'm enough of a fan of Racing sport. games and the sport, both of those things, that it doesn't matter to me that much that everything is missing. They've done nothing revolutionary with it. They haven't pushed any boundaries. Um, but it plays real nice. And from my experience with sports games, especially football games, it's not really about the modes for the most part. It's about how it feels to play and this game feels wonderful to play now in terms of uh, the the bugs and the glitches everything seems to still be there although just before we came on I did notice there was a 700 meg patch uh, went live today today being Wednesday the 22nd of July um, and I don't know what that's done and in typical Codemasters fashion they haven't told anyone what they've done either. Um, in fact, the official Codemasters Facebook page, the last announcement they made on there was the day the game launched with the game's out today. And that's it. Um, that's some good social media right there. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've never really been a fan of the sort of social media where, for example, let's take Drive Club as an example, because why the fuck wouldn't we? Um, and... In Drive Club's instance, a lot of the problems that they were suffering, people would post something and someone would respond. And I think that... <laughs> Their error was in customer care. Well, it's not customer care when you're doing it publicly. And I think that's what Codemasters thinks as well. Like, if, I want, if I've got a problem with Formula One 2015, then I will go to the Codemasters website, I'll go to the support section... And I will contact them with my problem. 
and they will respond and that is customer care now every every major player every game is going to have a facebook page riddled with bullshit because there's a load of fucking idiots out there and they'll post nonsense on your page now i don't think that you have to respond to that and codemasters don't they just don't comment no. But I went onto the Codemasters website and I posted bugs and stuff and I got a response and I sent a message to them and I got a reply with them saying we're aware of the problems. It's been a, you know, it's been a dodgy launch. We're not particularly proud of ourselves. We're fixing things or whatever. And that's, I like that. So do you consider that the humble approach compared to Drive Club being like we're the best ever releasing a broken game? I think that the. I think Codemasters are doing it the old-fashioned way, and I think that that's good. Um, I don't know what happened there. They Everything about that release screams, we ran out of time. And, and I think they did run out of time, but of course they're not going to say that. They can't exactly chuck the publisher under the bus in terms of... of, of of the bugs and the glitches, all they can do is quietly work away to fix them. It's not really good enough, you know. I mean, some of the bugs in there are incredible. Like you, so, there's there are several bugs in that game where you have to play one quick race and you'll find it. And I don't know how that happens. How can how could it possibly be that you literally can't complete the Russian Grand Prix without your engine exploding? How can the game go live with that being a thing in there? Do you um? think it wasn't just a case of time but also perhaps money they were starting to feel the pressure of how much it was costing to no. make this, the fact that it overran no. the fact that they're not making another F1 race stars for which I am <laughs> completely <laughs> devastated. Again a, another excellent game from Codemasters that had a myriad of fucking problems but no <laughs> I, there's nothing to do with budget here, it's time it is all down to time um the strangest thing really about this whole thing is that F1 games historically do not launch in the middle of the summer. I mean, this was penciled in for June originally. F1 games come out in the autumn, the mm -hmm. same as, as most sports games, same as FIFA. You know, the last F1 game we bought on the 360 came out in, I think, November, certainly late October, but early after November. After the season's over by then. Of the actual F1 season. Yeah, yeah, but your game works. So, <laughs> yeah, I suppose so it's that's fine. a fair compromise. I, I, think they, I think they made lots of mistakes, which if you could speak to them candidly, they would probably admit to. One of which is they held off for too long bringing an F1 game to the next generation of consoles. Yeah, they were sort of a year They too spent late. too much time working on the previous generation and then in a, in a sort of attempt to appease all of the people who had jumped ship from the old consoles to the new ones, they said, okay, this, this, this we're not doing a 2014 this year, but the next one, it's going to be coming out earlier. We'll have season content, you know, where it, ties in with the season and they basically did that to kind of appease people who were a bit pissed off 
Um, and then yeah, but... that screwed them up because they've released a game that doesn't work properly. This season isn't very good anyway. Oh, it's if you're terrible. watching the sport, for those of you that are F1 fans, so they probably could have saved themselves the bother, waited a year, and picked a season where people were a bit more developed anyway. No, I, I don't know. I mean, they've it, it comes down to licensing, and usually with these licensing deals, you you have to release mm. a certain number of products. You have to release. You know, they're paying for an annual license they have to release a game i think it's a great game this is the this is the crazy thing and and what people are struggling with is normally when something comes out and it's a bit of a train wreck that makes life very easy for commentators like me to yeah it's an easy target i can slate a game or i can praise a game but it's very difficult when it's a half and half (laughs) and that's what this is um I think it's a great game and I'd recommend it. I'd like to know what this patch does. Um, I haven't found anything yet. And, I mean, just some release notes. Publish some release notes. If you're going to patch a game with with a 750 meg patch, tell me what it's doing. That's a big file. <laughs> it must be doing something. Tell me what. Anyway, let's move on because I, I, I spoke... A great deal about Formula One last week, and uh, not everyone likes racing games. Uh, um, Rocket League. I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. <laughs> Split screen. Still car related, but not racing games. I think most most non racers, most people who aren't really into the sort of racing simulations and stuff, or football, they're fine with this. It does. It doesn't seem to matter. No. Um, it's it, it's a game unlike any other. I'd like to say it's easy to play, but it's not. It's not easy to play. The concept is easy to understand, (laughs) but the way that the game has been made is tricky to comprehend. I think the thing as well is if you think about about the logistics of Rocket League, you've got very small vehicles, uh, a reasonably large ball, the goal's... It, the whole setup. I just the more I play that game, the more I think every single little piece of it has been so well thought out. And and <coughs> let me start with that bit again. And the thing about Rocket League is, the more that I play it, the more I think. Everything has been calculated. Everything's so well thought out. And the first time you load that game up, you think to yourself, this is a stupid, stupid radio-controlled cars playing football game, which is nonsense. Bumpable. It's nonsense. They don't have feet. But every single piece of it seems to have been calculated. And they seem to have struck the perfect balance in terms of if you think about how frustrating it can be as you repeatedly chuck your car across the front of the ball before it arrives mm-hmm. the the whole timing thing um it works like no other game but it they could have made that easier by making the cars bigger and yes. and it would have been easier to master but they've gone for the long game here. They've gone for the multifaceted, um, niche approach of people learning it, people learning their craft. And I think they've struck a perfect balance. I think it's excellent. And 
runs beautifully. It's incredibly fun. The last two game nights in a row we've played this for a combined seven hours. Which is absolutely unbelievable. And the last time we did that, on a, a consecutive game nights, a game, a game like that was GTA V. And, the, and Rocket League and GTA V, I think I'm probably right in saying, are the only two games on the new gen where we've done that. Where we've just absolutely absorbed it and played it for like three and a half hours a pop, two, three weeks in a row. GTA, of course, is a very special game, but this doesn't have GTA's complexity. It doesn't have all the different places you can go and the different things that you can do. This no, it's, is it's almost the opposite of that. It's absolutely the most simple idea that you could possibly think of, but it just works. And you can tell from the YouTube hype, the fact that I, I've seen it on the television. I've seen it mentioned on, on news reports. This thing's making waves, and these guys are going to be rolling in it. Yeah. I mean, God knows what they're going to do next, but... Wasn't it free? It's, it was, well, it was on PS Plus, so they would have got a big payout from Sony. But yeah, Psyonics. And they made a very similar game on the last generation of consoles. And I, if, if I was a uh, legitimate presenter, then I would be able to tell you what that game was called. <laughs> but I, what I can tell you is it had a, like a seven-barreled name and uh, it was very difficult to remember. I think Rocket League was probably a good shout, quite frankly. But uh, fantastic game. I think everyone listening probably knows about it already. It's just one of those. Maybe. But we've been playing split screen against the AI and, and having actually a really good time. Um, and who knew that the AI was so good on the, on the higher difficulties? It's incredible, really. Challenging, it but, but satisfying as well. Well, if you get it right, then it's just wonderful. So, that'll about do it for me. What have you been playing? Well, um, because I'm probably two months behind now um, on the PS Plus front, I'm still playing Killzone Mercenaries on the Vita, which is beautiful and gory and frustrating all at the same time but for sort of very strange and different reasons to Rocket League um, is this is this game annoying because you're playing it on the Vita and it's hard to aim and stuff no it... it's annoying because it's a first person, sh person shooter and I'm not very good at them but you don't think that that's because you're playing on a portable you think that that's no if you were to put me in front of COD I'd die right instantly both on and off screen. I mean, we, that, <laughs> we have that in common. Um. <laughs> no, I um, I don't think it's because it's on a Vita because I have small childlike hands and I'm so used to playing on a Vita that that makes no difference to me. And I grew up with PlayStation, so the the difference between Vita and PlayStation is nothing for me. Um, the controllers make no difference. In fact, I would probably be worse on a PS4 controller playing Killzone because... Well, you've adjusted now, haven't you? I, mean, I think so, to the tiny, tiny joysticks of joy. But also, um, the game itself is... I feel like it's built for the way that I play games, which is why I'm enjoying it so much. Um, because... 
I'm not very good at being very gradual in my movements with the joysticks or running for cover and things like that. I get quite panicky because I get so involved as like in the game and so I tend to just flick and um, that's great when you're just firing and you can get two or three headshots sorted in like one clip which is what I've perfected and it's how I'm managing to get through this game storyline it can get a bit complicated if you are like me and you pick it up and then you put it down and you pick it up and you put it down but generally it's got everything that you could want from it you know, your classic um, mercenary being paid to do all of these odd jobs, going in, saving people, and then there's a bit of betrayal and an exciting new mystery person. It's quite good. I'm quite enjoying it, and I think it's something that I will see through to the end in my own time. It's Technically, it's quite an achievement, isn't it, for a, for a, a mobile device? I mean... I, Mobile device is probably a little harsh. Portable. We'll go portable or handheld um, because of the connotations that go with it. But um, that was the thing that really struck me is it it just looks really good. It looks as good as it would on PS4 if it was built for PS4. To put that the other way round, it looks as good as Killzone did when I remote played it. Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, although it does <laughs> what <laughs> well, uh, well I mean to be honest like Killzone is absolutely spectacular looking um, and if Mercenaries are holding fire with it on your console then, on your portable then uh, you've probably but that's connection a ma- issues <laughs> it's um, it's absolutely beautiful Killzone Shadowfall is 1080 beautiful texture. yeah but and- when you put that on the screen of the Vita streaming it it's not like was it PS Now where you're streaming all of these games yeah. or whatever. It's not like that. You, you may have connection issues or um, stuff like that. But it seems f- to have got a lot better actually. The um, the, the remote play stuff. Yeah. A couple of patches that they've brought out. Has it made you want to play Killzone Shadowfall? Because you can pick that game up on PS4 now for about eight pounds. <laughs> you know, you go down your local high street, head into a CEX or a game. You can pick that game up really, really cheap. It was a launch title. It's, it's I getting think that's on. why you can get it so cheap, though, because it was a launch title and it had so much hype and everyone just moved on it so It was bundled now. with so many as well. It's uh... Uh, Yeah, I probably would. Like If it was like a fiver and I was there, I'd certainly buy it and play it, but it would take me a long time to complete it because of the way that I play games. Which is mainly on the road rather than sitting at home. <laughs> yeah, so that's the biggest problem because of the way I live my life. I am always on the go and so it's very difficult for me to actually get down and use the PS4 that I do own. I swear, I have bought it. I, I've seen it. It's real. Um, seen him. But I just sort of end up chipping away at games like my other game I was going to talk about, Never Alone. Apparently this game is two hours long and I I'd say probably still haven't finished it. Two and a half, two and a half, three hours maximum. It feels to me like you've been playing it for since I was since I was a child. <laughs> it's incredible that it's still providing you with content. I mean, this week they've announced a new DLC pack. Yeah, I um, wasn't pleased about that. Not no. Uh, the I don't reason- see where they're going with it. I mean, it was a it was a. It was a completed story, as far as I was concerned, without spoiling well, anything. It, it was. It's all about. It had a beginning and an end. 
See, the thing that I don't like is that I've got to a certain point in the game, something's happened to the fluff, and I've been put off now. Well, it. I may only be half an hour from the end, but I find that it. No, you're not. It's so. Well, I don't bloody know. (laughs) But it's so awkward to play because the AI for me is clunky and awful. And it it doesn't respond like I want or expect it to. It brings in another mechanic halfway through that game where you suddenly have to sort of remotely control a a sort of ghostly character. And it can be incredibly frustrating. But I had problems from the very beginning with that game, triggering the platforms to come down and stuff. Uh, there's, There's some issues there. There, which I, I think it was dressed up so nicely, it didn't really bother me that much at the time. But I can't looking get back it. on it, 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 it was pretty annoying. It's not often that I will take stub- substance over beauty, but this it, I don't care how pretty this game looks, and I do like pretty games, I like textured games. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't think it's in me to go back to it. I played about 20 minutes of it a few weeks ago and was like, no, I'm not doing this. No, you don't have to. That's the beauty of PS Plus is you didn't buy it. (laughs) No money wasted, no harm done. Fucking delete it and forget about it and it's all over. Tell you what I did delete. That uh, monster box, that crashed and glitched. Um, to the point that I couldn't get any further in the game. Did you play that Murasaki baby? Or I did, and it creepy. Might as well have just given me nightmares. <laughs> I uninstalled that within the first hour. I think that's the first PS um, Vita game that I've ever done that with. You know, it just wasn't worth it. It was so weird, and it wasn't very well explained. It's been a bit poor recently. Um... I think they're running out of juice. Rocket League, though. Well, we're we're heading into we're heading into um, basically launch title territory now for PS Plus, where we start getting the uh, the AAA stuff. Um, we had this discussion me and Ash a few weeks ago, and I'm not sure that I want that to happen. Really. Oh, I would kill them. I'd rather take my chances with uh, with indies and games mm. launching on the platform. I'd, I just think it's exciting. Well, you were a big um, 360 arcade fan, weren't you? So you yeah, played yeah. a lot of the arcade games. Well, even the indies. Like uh, the biggest problem with with uh, that whole system, the, there was a whole indie thing where you could pay very tiny amounts of money um, for games made by sort of a single man and stuff. But I was I was willing to sort of sift through that because I'm I'm willing to try and find good games <laughs> but um, yeah I don't know We're- well that sort of play like it, you pulled that off with um, Thomas was alone that was great that was bloody things, brilliant that thing things like that so hopefully more to come Now it's time for Fonz or Phoenix.
So last week, um, during our questions and answers section, we had a question from PJ, who uh, is trying to get his own segment at the moment. I don't know if you noticed that, but that's what's happening. And uh, he's <laughs> he asked which genre is the most underrepresented on the consoles. Um, Ash hilariously replied, first-person shooter. Um, <laughs> but then gave a, a reasonable response of RTS. Because there's a real shortage of road traffic situations. Of road traffic situations. Of real-time strategy games on the consoles. Most, it seems, I mean, that there's probably two main reasons for this. One of them is very difficult to, most of these games involve a mouse and really kind of require a mouse. Um, as in, it's a clunky piece of shit otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to map the controls it's, it's of like... an RTS to a controller with any any sort of success. And I I could probably count on, on one hand. I was going to say one finger because I can literally only think of Halo Wars at the moment. <laughs> but um, no, I was thinking... there's a Command and Conquer or two that were decent. There's also that sort of like weird thing with worms. Like PC versus console for worms because of the accuracy of your attacks. Yeah, well I feel like they simplified worms so that it would have some sort of parity with the console gamers. Like the mouse bit. is less required now because they sort of changed things and made it more arcadey. Anyway, <laughs> Ash said Ash said RTS. Um the following day, Calypso Media announced their next game um, on the consoles or the PS4 at least um, it was some time ago that they announced their latest real time strategy game which is called Grand Ages Medieval um, and they just casually announced it for PS4 these are the makers of Tropico uh, a funk favourite Tropico, huge fan and um that's really exciting. It's got a sort of sieve flavour about it. I can't wait. It, it genuinely, because uh, as speaking to you, someone who's played a lot of Civilization, we, yeah. I mean, we played the absolute balls off. Is it Civ Five? The Five, yeah. Played the hell out of that. Me and you and uh, Ash got involved as well. Yeah, had a bit of a Set three two. way. Yeah, bit of a three. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a three way. <laughs> Um, it looks cool. It looks. It looks like. Well, it looks like a real-time strategy game. It looks like, uh, you know, your Civ or your Settlers or whatever. But it's coming out on PS4. Um, Calypso Media have basically been holding their own page on the PlayStation Store for some time because no one's fucking releasing in their genre. They're just like, well, fine, you know. Let's have it. We weren't after any competition anyway. Um, Tropico goes from strength to strength. I know Funk's a fan of the new one. Um, I know a few other people who've bought it and really like it as well. Um, and we will all get stuck into this because it's the only RTS. It's the only strategy game. <laughs> got no reason, it's really. got up to eight-player multiplayer on the consoles. Um, brilliant news! It's a fantastic funds for a, a whole. It's a whole new world of gaming for PlayStation gamers. Really resisting singing right now. <laughs> um, I have actually got a, a minor funds. All oh, right. Uh, Civ related. Mm. I was doing speedy research before coming on the show this evening, 
and um, they are going to release a new sieve uh, where you go into space. It's out. Is it already out? Yeah. Uh, I was obviously reading an old forum, but I find that very exciting, and I need to find my Steam password. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quite excited about that now. It's cool. So played hell of a lot of sieve. Oh, it's yes all round. Yeah, we like that. And uh, that is a massive old Fonz. I can conceive Every little magic thrill I feel Heaven only knows I long to call you my own Then I know my And now it's time for the news. And we're at something of an impasse because I don't think you know the way to do the news. The news! (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to let that stay out there on its own and uh, go on to number one. (laughs) I feel like I've broken some sort of bro code. Number one. Number wang. The new... Drive Club DLC is coming. Um, there's yeah. also going to be another Drive Club DLC after the season pass because the uh, the lead developer says oh, our work is just never done. Um, so they're, they've released another DLC. They're about to release another one after that that isn't part of the season pass. All of this despite the fact that there are still no private lobbies on that game. Uh, Ten months into the game's life cycle, and long after everybody stopped playing. Um, You've got Project Cars now, you've got F1 now, and uh, what an utter disappointment that thing was. It looks good, though. Best looking looking racing game I've ever seen. I I was going to interject in the F1 section of tonight's show that I actually prefer Drive Club over F1 for aesthetics. For aesthetics. Well... Have you downloaded the PS Plus version? The free PS Plus download? Um, yes, but I haven't played it yet. Okay. Well, I mean, I wouldn't bother. bother. No, okay. Um, no, to be, to be honest, um, it's a cool game. It's fun. It is a cool game. It's a cool arcade game. But uh, You can't take it much more seriously it's, it's than dead, that. It's dead to me. In the words of Zoolander's dad, you're even more dead to me than your dead mother. Ouch. (laughs) Number two. Shenmue 3 sets new crowdfunding record with $6.3 million. Uh, The previous record was Bloodstained with $5.5 million. Do you know anything about Shenmue? Wow, that's putting me on the spot. Well, I'm not not after... You Um, You don't have to. You don't have to. No, I know as much as um, you've shown me, which is that it was being crowdfunded. It's clearly incredibly popular because people are willing to pay more money to get a video game raised, like to get that target, than to help other people in the world. Like, this is uh, uh, <laughs> someone who works for Oxfam, by the way, dear listener. Um, All views of my own. Unimpressed. <laughs> Unimpressed <laughs> by the 6.3 million. Um, oh, it's an impressive figure. It's, it is an impressive figure. It's just vaguely ridiculous at the same time. The but f- there's a market. Well, I don't know about that. 
<laughs> I, I'm not so sure. Um, the biggest problem that I have with this is that the market that you're speaking of, which is clearly there, otherwise they wouldn't have broken a crowdfunding record. Um, that's their money there. Um, they're going to use that to make the game. Who's going to buy it after that? Because all of the the people that raised that six million dollars will get a copy. Most of them will get a copy. Most of them will have come in at a tier where they'll get a copy of the release. So, who else is going to buy it? Now, I'm sure they'll sell copies. Of course, they will. But this is one of those niche things where it's really popular to be a Shenmue fan. It always has been. It's been this sort of under the radar underground thing. Let's not forget that the very first, the first of the series, and easily the most popular of this series of two games up until this point, came out on a, on the on, a, on the Sega Dreamcast, a, a console that not that many people had, which is why it completely bombed, and why Sega had to give up on hardware development. Uh, let's also remember that one of one of the key reasons why Sega went under in that respect was because of Shenmue. Because that game cost obscene amounts of money, and I think it was $56 million, and this was in, like, 1999. Um, that it, You can't play it on anything other than the Dreamcast. Now, the second one came out on, on the original Xbox, I believe, and I think featured backwards compatibility for the 360. So, in theory, you could have played Shenmue 2 on the 360. Um, I'm just not convinced. Uh, Well, I'm certainly not convinced that there's a market for this outside of the crowdfunding aspect. Um, I suppose, in theory, if this was all it was, if this was a crowdfunding deal, and that was the money they were using to make the game, and then people bought the game, and then... You know that was cool, fair enough. But I don't, I don't think that's the case because I know how much video games cost to make, so that isn't enough money. Um, so Sony announcing the crowdfunding on their E3 show must must be chucking a bit of money in, and by a bit I mean a fucking load of money. Um, Sega must be chucking a fucking load of money in as well, and so. I'm just not really sure what to make of it all. I mean, is it PS4 exclusive? No, it won't be. It won't be. So it's going to be on the Wii U. Uh, Wii U? <laughs> is that Wii? Is that the first place you went? Was the Wii U? Yeah, I'm hoping that it can like crash another I, games console reputation. I promise you, it won't come out on the Wii U. I kind of really want it to. It'll be out on the Xbox One. I want it to. I end can't. The Wii U. I can't. I don't know if it'll come out on PC. I doubt it will. But uh, it's. I just not I'm just not sure about it all. I'm not completely convinced that th- there's a game there. I mean the the early footage which I know was just target footage looked atrocious. Um I don't know. Number 3. Uh as we suspected, the game Godzilla which came out last week is fucking clown shoes. Why did they bother? The movie was crap. The newest one. The was newest right. one. The newest one was all right. Oh, it didn't get very good reviews, did it? I watched it, mate. It was all right. Yeah, that's not you. Uh, what's his face out of Breaking Bad in it? Ugh. What's your problem with Walter White? It was weird seeing Walter White 
as a um, sort of manic scientist, but um, really, because that's basically him in Breaking Bad. No, not in the in a manic, as in sort of terrified, um, rather than the Don. Right. Um, this game was. Sh- this game is apparently shit. Uh, it's got a, uh, currently got a Metacritic score of 38. <laughs> In my head, games. it looks like the Power Rangers TV show. Mm. Mm. That's exactly what the game looks like. Oh, good. That's exactly what the game looks like. It looks like a PS2 game. Uh, the controls apparently are awful to the point where you have to kind of... Uh, I think you use the bumper buttons to turn Godzilla. Most of the game centers around you destroying generators and stuff. Um, bad game. We haven't played it, nor will we. I might give it a go. You won't. <laughs> it's forty-five pounds. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Next, FIFA 16 features female cover stars. Um, the main copy of the PS4 copy of the game is going to feature Alex Morgan and Christine Sinclair we're talking the USA women's football team they were the team they used to mocap all of the movements and everything Um, yeah Um, I think that's pretty cool that's like a one up for for lady football you're a lady soccer what what do you make of all this with the um the recent uprising well no <laughs> the what do you think about the fact that women are in FIFA 16 I think it's about time or that they should get their own game um I I think it's really good that women and women's football is finally being represented on a large scale hopefully that means that when the next Women's World Cup comes around, it won't all be broadcast on BBC Three at midnight. I, I understand part of that was the fact that it was also in Canada. No, I, I uh, you know, I'm very much in in the same sort of. <laughs> I, I did wonder when, when the England women's team were playing in a quarter final at at like sort of twelve one in the morning, and that wasn't on BBC One, and I'm thinking. Well, what's BBC One for mm. then? What have they got that's possibly better at that time? Of I mean, night? I'm not a fan of the BBC, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fact you think it's good though, you think it's good. I do. I'm. Um, I feel like because it's quite you don't a think small... that EA Sports are just ticking a box and then bragging about it. Uh. Well, maybe that doesn't really matter to you that much because. EA have never really mattered to me that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is scathing. They they bought Maxis and murdered it. Well, that's true. That's that's all I need to know. Although um, there is the whole Mass Effect thing. Anyway, um, I like, I think it's really good, and I think it's really good for both the physical sport and the online community, gaming community, for people to see women doing it the same as men. I think it's going to be slightly controversial for some. Um, those that are die-hard football fans, not women's football, but I can't football see how fans. You, I can't see how you could have a problem with it, even if you were some sexist arsehole. Well, that's kind of the only one that you could go down, isn't it? Like, the whole... It, almost verging on, like, Gamergate. 
you know, w girls are now playing games, so maybe more women being on the front of FIFA will get more women playing FIFA. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's just good. It's just a good thing that they're in there. Um, and it makes complete sense to me to put them on the box because it's a new feature and they're yeah. going to want to brag about it and I'm not even sure I have a problem with them bragging about it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I tell you what I'm most interested about is the stats. Now, they've segregated them from the men. You can't play a women's team versus a men's team. So yeah, the question the question then becomes what are the statistics going to be on these players? Now, logically, and without any sexism on my part, I can tell you that most people who are even into the women's game will suggest that women's women's Premier League football is, is on a par with no greater than League Two or conference football at this point in time. Is that a matter of exposure and funding? It it doesn't really and matter. Thus, training and skill. Probably, yeah. I, I I very much doubt it's a women just can't do it thing. I I can't understand that at all. Of course, and with you know you look at the amount of money that's in the men's game. If that if that money was in the women's game, then women would be exceptionally good at football, far better than they are at the moment. It, we're we're talking about the last year or two where women's football teams have gone full-time. It's really taken it off. It makes a massive difference. <clears throat> but, but what I'm saying is, in terms of statistics on FIFA... Oh, yeah. Lionel Messi is a 93 on FIFA or whatever. Have they segregated the women so that they can give them specific stats to their gender? Or are the women going to be about 54 rating? Because that's where they would be at this point in real life. You know? They'd be League 2 stats. And I'm looking forward to finding out what they've done there. Because it's a tightrope that they're walking. and I, Yeah, I'm, they are treading carefully. It's a tricky one. Either way, we can both agree it's a very good thing. Might actually make me play FIFA. You want to give it a go with the women? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep buying yes. fucking Evo, mate, because it's a fucking better game. Um, next, <laughs> Project Cars officially cancelled on the Wii U. Um, next uh, there's there's going to be a Minecraft movie we knew that already it was announced last year um, it has now been announced that Rob I think that's McElhenney McElhenney I'm not a fan of It's Always Sunny not that I don't like it I just never really watched it Rob McElhenney, um, he plays Mac in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, he is going to be directing this movie. It's a live-action Minecraft movie. I don't know how that works. This guy, this is a guy who's directed three episodes of It's Always Sunny and nothing else ever. I feel like it's just going to be like reality TV, the movie. So you're watching in real time as people build their homes brick by brick. And then you get a creeper come along and just blow everything up. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, Telltale have just announced their uh, their story mode of Minecraft. That's going to be coming out shortly. Um, I thought that looked awful. Um, 
despite the marquee signing of Patton Oswalt as the main voice, a person I like and find funny, I still thought that looked awful. Um, I don't know. I mean, people will argue that everything Minecraft is happening because Microsoft bought it. As far as I know, this movie was in the pipeline before, long before the Microsoft deal was completed. So it's, this is a Mojang thing and, and, and not a corporate Bayamoth thing. But, it uh, upsets me deeply that they can't just leave stuff alone. Like, it's a video game, just let it be a video game. But then again, I don't like remakes, I don't like reissues, or I don't even like it when The Who do another tour. They should just let it lie. But now. there's money to be made. You wouldn't let it lie. <laughs> but I just think... It could be really good. It's always sunny, it's really funny. Yeah, but it's probably going to be really shit, because... The game looks shit. The uh, story mode thing, that looks shit. I don't even know. I, I couldn't even comment on this thing. I have no idea what this thing is going to be. I, the only thing that I can think, apart from everyone is going to be made of blocks of cheese, I think it's going to be like the Ghostbusters movie. Not Ghostbusters. Goosebumps movie that's coming out. It's going to be some sort of immersive thing like that. <laughs> and it, Or... It's going to be like you go through a portal and then you're in the Minecraft world and then the story unfolds from there. See, I think that Minecraft is so incredibly popular that you could actually use the in-game engine and make a movie and people would go and see that at the cinema. Yeah, I think they've Gen played it wrong. Genuinely. Live action is wrong. But what does that even mean? I mean, how can you do a live action Minecraft movie? Do you just do it in the woods? Is it all CG? It's going to all be CGI. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and this I, is why I'm not willing to pass judgment at this point. I suddenly feel like it's going to be like Lazy Town. Not a fucking clue. Lazy Town. <laughs> if it was... <laughs> Lazy Town. <laughs> Bizarre reference. Fair enough. No, could could well be. Um, <laughs> you're going you're to let me stay with that. It's, it's good that that gaze is involved, though, because he, he's a funny man. So that's, uh, that's excellent news. What, the guy from Lazy Town with the moustache? Not him. He's a paedophile. <laughs> And that is the end of the news. The news. La news. Das news. Now it's time for Out This Week. So this is a, a, a section of the podcast that um, Ash has never been particularly impressed by um, because since I introduced it, nothing good has, has come out. <laughs> Everything's been toilet forever. Um, but either way. Here we go. I'm sticking with it because this is a current events show. My voice just broke like I was a <laughs> 10 year old. Um, this is a current events show, and so people need to know what's coming out. So, first, uh, I'm assuming this is Galicide. Are you happy with that? Sounds a bit murdery. Are you happy with the pronunciation, though? Yes, because I read it as Galacicide. I put the C in the wrong. I put another C in. Okay. In fact. 
We go Gallus. This is Gallus side. It is a PC game coming out on the 28th of July. Uh, it's a top-down side-scrolling space shooter. Uh, but it, it's yeah, it looks. It reminded me of a Master System game that my dad was obsessed with called Power Strike, uh, but left to right rather than bottom to top. Um, looked cool. Uh, next, King's Quest Episode One: A Night to Remember. Night. A with a K N I G H T night. Like the night boss in Harry oh, Potter. There you are. Um, Everyone's there now. Xbox One 360, PS4, PS3, PC. This is a puzzle adventure story game. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's highly anticipated from a lot of sectors, and I really like the look of it. And I am going to buy it. It's a bit like trying. I will no. Well, um, or braid. That's it seems like the camera kind of heads all about the place. So there'll be bits where it's um, it's got that sort of point and click adventure type mist type thing where sometimes it'll be side scrolling, sometimes it's third person. Um, lots of puzzles, lots of story and stuff. It looks really cool. It looks really cool. And um, episode one, so they're going for an episodic approach. That's interesting as well. Um, yeah, that's out on the 28th, so get involved. Uh, next, uh, N++ is coming out on PS4 on the 28th. Um, N+, and M++. These games are uh, 2D platformers uh, involving a lot of skill. And they've been about for bloody ages, and this one's finally coming out on PS4. Never something that's really interested me, always kind of frustrated me rather than, you know, I, I don't take a great deal of excitement from finally getting through some fucking annoying platformer. Well, like just, Cat Mario. It sounds like a DOS game to me. It's Have you, have you played any of these before? No, but it's, um, it sounds like you could write the code. Play the code. Sing the code. Write the theme tune. Yeah. No, it just um just the name. It's too it's all two D. It's it's quite cool, it's quite colourful, but I've never really been that interested. So we'll move on. Uh, to Onikira Demon Killer, which is coming out on the 30th of July on PC. It is a 2D side scroller in it, mate. Uh, and finally we've got the Swindle, which is coming out on uh, PS4, PS3, Vita, PC, Xbox One. Uh, it's a 2D stealth platformer. It looks a little bit like Stealth Inc. Uh, with the whole kind of 2D robber sneaking up pipes, ooer, and uh, nicking stuff. Um, worth mentioning that Stealth Inc. was originally released as Stealth Bastard, which was <laughs> a far better name for it than Stealth Inc. And that is out this week. And now it's time for Fuckwit Corner. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. Fuck. 
We got through the meat and drink of this episode now, Ellen, and you can just relax. It's just questions, questions and answers. There's nothing specific that you need to know about. We're out of the sort of stonemasons part of the uh, of the podcast. You can just chill out. I see you. Uh, you're just getting comfortable there, and uh... just trying to reach the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is Fuckwit Corner. Funk's got a couple of questions for us this week. And here is the first one. Hang on. I'd like to just state that I have met Funk in real life and he does continuously scare the absolute shit out of me. He's a terrifying man. He's known as the Dark Prince by many. Wonderful and completely frightening. Uh, I've never been particularly alarmed by him. No, you're... But uh, that's because I love him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) His first question... Uh, I'm guessing you can beat Ellen at most games due to more playing time and being a big dick player, etc. Uh, what games can Ellen beat your weak ass at? I'm going to put forward Crash Team Racing. No fucking chance at all. Me or you? I beat you. I beat you on it. No. Yep. I've played that game for so many years. Doesn't I know matter. all the tracks off by heart. I know all the shortcuts. I know how to get all the boosts. No way. Anything else? Um. I must admit, I was not expecting that response because you did not have a PlayStation when you were a child. It doesn't matter. I've been playing games since I was four. But too much. <laughs> most people. Most people's version of too much playing games I've been doing that pretty much every year for the last uh, 25 um, I'm not just blowing my own trumpet or Ta-da. anything like that yeah um, maybe like Little Big Planet just through practice sheer practice yeah I mean I'm there's kind of a running theme with my games they're not that serious apart from Mass Effect um <laughs> I can't really think of what else I've played that much that I think you haven't played. Apart from maybe Mission Impossible 1. I think, I mean, to be honest, there's an obvious answer here. Now, I'm going to shoot you down and be a dickhead, and you know full well that I'm very good at that. Um, Yeah. I I think that most, most conventional video games, I think I'd have you at. I think I'd have you at Crash Team. I think I'd have you at several PlayStation 1 games that I've never played right now. But at the end of the day, Ticket to Ride, mate. Ha! <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have me. I think you'd have me at Ticket to Ride. It's all in the strategy. Yeah. And Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. Apart from the other night. Yeah, well... That, I've got I, a higher win percentage. I got a bit lucky there. The, the, see, the problem is the uh, the... The skill that I possess as a gamer um, is ruined. I, I spent a lot of time playing games, and I, I could have spent that time reading books or learning things. <laughs> uh, I didn't do that. So anything that involves any sort of brain power of any kind, really, anything that isn't just sort of knee-jerk dexterity, um, you would probably have me at. I think that that's a probably a fair answer. So I'd, mm. I'll have you on F1, but if you ask me a question about something, <laughs> then I'm probably fucked. Yeah, so basically... <laughs> <laughs> not video games. I, I can't win. Video games that have been created to replicate board games. Yeah. Anything involving trivia. 
Um, I do really like game puzzles shows. and stuff as well, like sort of yeah, broken like, swordy sort of stuff or Grim Fandango when we were or playing, Monkey Island. Um, you're, you're smart. I think what we're trying to get through to the listeners is you're smarter than me, and that has its effects. If you if you're looking for just sort of vague dexterity, what was that I'm PS Plus game where you were like an astronaut and you could duplicate yourself? The Swapper. Yeah, I think I I, I think you're better that. than me at that. Yeah, but then that. Because you, you possess the ability to think something that's been worn away for many years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at reacting to things, but I do react logically and in a well-thought-out manner. Yes. <laughs> so there's your answer, Funk. Uh, Funk also says, thumb grips. I got some and they rock. Now, I remember when Funk sent us a message saying, thumb grips, what the fuck's that all about? Obviously, he's changed his tune. And here we are. Uh, thumb grips I got some and they rock but is it cheating uh, is it like putting your t-shirt over the buttons on an athletics game now I know what he means by that that's your sort of track and field style where you need to push two buttons very quickly oh yeah there was a um, a cheeky sort of workaround there where if you put a bit of fabric or something over the controller you could just rub up and down it like that and and you could it push would be both, smoother. Yeah, you could push both buttons and be very quickly. No, thumb grips aren't cheating, in my opinion. Uh, I think that... Well, the joypads are naturally, naturally textured. They come textured, and then you play so much that you wear that texture away, and then you need to replace that texture. Yeah, I, I think that the... The controllers are... They should be better, and then we wouldn't need thumb grips that's the problem is, uh, is that not just another money making scheme it's a money making scheme for the thumb grips and if the if the controllers were made properly in the first place they wouldn't wear and we wouldn't need thumb grips yes also worth noting that the playstation controller has still got an RRP of £45 at this point which is absolutely fucking ridiculous um, I've been using thumb grips um, ever since I got my about two months into getting my PS4 when I suddenly realised I was wearing away one of the sticks and it was that a was two month quick. old console oh, they, they had genuine problems to the point where they did actually do a recall and also let people return them um, and replace them free of charge um, I don't think it's I don't think I'm better with thumb grips, I'm just safe in the knowledge that I'm not destroying the controller so quickly. It's like a screen protector. Yeah, exactly. It's or not the condom. same thing as... Uh, or a condom, <laughs> yeah. It's not the same thing as as putting... Um, it's not the same thing it's as track and It's not a shortcut field. or a workaround. No, it isn't. It's a money-saving scheme. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to do some sort of clinical test with someone with a brand new PS4 controller versus someone else with a brand new PS4 controller that has thumb grips on them. And you would have to put them through a selection of... T- I'm, I'm, just, I haven't um, got the budget to do this. Just get a steering wheel. Just get a steering wheel, play... Uh, play every game with a steering wheel. Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, FIFA. Yeah. There you go, get a steering wheel.
you have a question for us here at the Justice for Gamers podcast? Every week we'll be ending the show with questions and comments sent in by you. Pop us a message on one of our social media sites or send an email to contact at justiceforgamers.com and we'll do our best to sort you out. And now it's time for questions and answers. Our first question this week is from PJ. Uh, He will also ask our second question. But our first question is from PJ and he says, when are they going to fix F1? PJ, they may have fixed it. I don't think they have. I'd be very surprised if they had. Uh, They've certainly done something. uh, And I will report back next week what that is. Uh, The patch went live about half an hour before we recorded this. So I'll let you know. Can't say fairer than that. Question two, also from PJ... Uh, what's the best couch co-op game this gen? Um, and what about last gen? Um, and you're not allowed sports games. Oh. There's a real shortage of couch co-op at all at this point, quite frankly. Um, the last really brilliant couch co-op game that I played was probably Rayman. Rayman Legends. Yeah, that was really good. Now, I'd probably put that as both this gen and last it came out remastered this year um, yeah. or last year rather um, feels like cheating but it's just the it's just fact that game's fantastic that Rayman game um, I hadn't played it on the previous gen I bought it on PS4 PlayStation. Uh, it was out on Xbox as well but it got to that stage where I, I wasn't really spending on okay. new releases I had it on PS1 yeah, well, the original one. Yeah, no, I had the original one on PC. It's beautiful. <laughs> Always been a Rayman fan. Still playing sometimes. Uh, yeah, for me, for me, it's Rayman. In terms of couch co-op, I thought it was a um, fantastic couch co-op game. Um, it needs online, though, and I'm sure that the next one will have that, or something's wrong. Um, it's... um. Well, it had the online competitiveness, you just couldn't co-op, which I think is what a lot of games are missing. So I would have perhaps put in... Oh, no, because you can play Rocket League co-op. It's just split-screen, because you can be on the same team. Although, does that count as a sports game? Rocket League? Yeah. I think Rocket League does count as a sports game. I think most people would consider driving a sport and football a sport. And it, the fact that it is an amalgamation of the two... It's a sports does, sport. It's a sports sport, yeah. Um, but Little Big Planet's got that whole Well, Rayman I was about thing. to say, yeah, Little Big Planet, because you can pop in and you can also share play. But um, for me, Rayman shits all over Little Big Planet in terms of the mechanics of it, the platforming of it, how precise it is. Um, yeah, there's a bit. There's something about Little Big Planet that's always been a little bit woolly because it so much of it relies on you discovering those extra bits. Woolly is the word. Whereas Rayman is linear. You know, you must jump from one platform to another at the right time and work together. And it's just such a wonderful game. Cracking game, Rayman. The answer is Rayman. PJ, Rayman is the best couch co-op game on this gen and the last gen. Suck it. And he does it all without limbs. He does. He does. It's impressive. Uh, 
And the final question this week, unbelievably, is from Ash. Ash, Ash is away. Uh, he, he couldn't record this week, but he still found time to pop us a question. Just going to um, keep out of it. And we have to finish with it because it's Ash. Uh, so he says, Where my extreme sports, god damn it. <laughs> Grammar. That's what he said. Words are not his friend. Um, so, Ash, uh, as you well know, uh, the new Tony Hawks is on the way. Um, looks fucking awful and is going to be shit. Um, so, apart from that, slim pickings, to be honest. If you think but about all the games we used to have. It's not, it's uh, skateboarding an extreme sport. Yeah. Is it? Yes. You can do it on the street. It's extreme. Counts. How? It's called an extreme sport. I would consider snowboarding to be an extreme sport. Well, yeah, probably. I think it's count. it counts as an extreme sport. But it's going to be a shit game. It doesn't matter whether it's an extreme yeah. sport or not. It's going to be a shit game. Um, there's a real lack of extreme sports games. There was a, a beautiful purple patch around the early noughties where you had games like Tony Hawk's, Dave Mirror, um, SSX, SSX, all sorts of stuff coming out. It's been real sluggish for a long time now. And I think it's one of those things where they just think, the, the publishers just kind of think, well, you know, it's such a split audience for it. It's kind of a niche thing. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Oh, what I can tell you is that there is a game called Snow. And it is a skiing game uh, with possible snowboarding it elements does have as well. Snowboarding. Um, it's free to play open world and on the PC. Currently in beta, they have said that they are going to be bringing it out on PS4 as well. Um, they are, yeah. Yep, that's what they said. It's it. a new studio, Poppermost, which is a Swedish studio. They are from Stockholm. The game looks gorgeous. Uh, I love the idea of it. And uh, if that came out, again, in a sort of Calypso Media, Tropico-esque kind of fashion, there'd be absolutely no fucking competition whatsoever for that game. So Win-win. Hopefully that'll happen. Uh, and being a PC man as you are, Ash, perhaps you could get on that beta and then report back and let us know what that's like. So uh, thank you, Mr. JFG Ash, for your question. I think that'll about do us for the 20th episode of the Justice for Gamers podcast. Have you had a nice time, Ellen? It's been wonderful. Um, <laughs> I've loved every moment. Okay. Uh, no, I have enjoyed. Thanks for having me <laughs> on. I was going to say, you just sound sort of vaguely upset, which is... Permanent. Not, not really was. Per, per, <laughs> permanent. Permanent. I'm. Uh, there's not. It's got nothing to do with me, of course. Um, no. 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 I've had a, a lovely evening <laughs> talking about 
games, most of which I've not played. Um, but it's been nice, informative. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, thanks very much for listening, everybody. And you can find us at www.justiceforgamers.com. We are Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers. You can find us at Twitter. We are at Justice for Gamer. Uh, we're on YouTube. Just search Justice for Gamers and you'll find us. And we're also on Google Plus if that is how you choose to live your life. Uh, I have been Alex. Uh, she's been Ellen. Bye. And we will be back next week with something. Ash can regale you with tales of exactly what he's been doing uh, while we've been doing this. And uh, until then, uh, goodbye. been listening to the justice for gamers podcast with ash and me alex we release this every sunday night so you can preload it for the week ahead to find out more head to justiceforgamers.com facebook forward slash justice for gamers or twitter at justice for gamer if you have anything interesting to say pop an email to contact justiceforgamers.com and if you could write us a review on itunes we'd be forever in your debt have a cracking week and we'll catch you next time <laughs>